Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adulting world and the world needs to deal with it. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Was it Ack makeup? Or is this... Um, looks like this this guy and he goes trying out his new cosplay and then he the minute he turns around and he full on chick and then the, <laughs> it, it cuts to this um, this white bearded guy with a cap he goes ah fuck now I'm gay <laughs> <laughs> oh I wanted to bring this up before I forget okay yeah that video that I was telling you about before we started recording so oh yeah yeah I I don't know who wanted to do this. This is a real video. You could tell it wasn't. They had the camera far away. Like they just had the chick mic'd up. So she's dressed as um in your traditional Muslim garb. She's a hijab on, but you could see her face. Um, I don't know what they call that, like laid back Muslim or whatever. But um, she's like Quran doing- chill Muslim, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, she the whole test was she was gonna do the 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 prayers they do where they face Mecca. Oh right, right, right. And she was gonna do it in public. And I'm like, there she was in a busy city. It could have been LA, it could have been fucking New York, it could be anywhere. But it was a busy that level of busy. So she's in like a pack. And there's a bunch of people around. So she puts her rug down mm. and she gets to the praying. So she's she's like you know how they do it where they're on their yeah. knees and they put their face all the way down. Yeah. Um, some guy comes up and he goes, Hey, you can't do that shit here. But she's in the middle of praying and they usually, usually when people are in the middle of praying, they're not going to answer you right, when right. you start saying something. Um, Cause they're talking to someone more important. I would assume. <laughs> um, so she, you know how they'll sit up and then, and then go back down. Right. So she was in the point where she sat up mm-hmm. and he shoved her. Oh, 
to get her attention. And it was it was a pretty violent shove, especially on a woman. And he he shoved her shoulder and goes, hey, you can't do that shit here. And at first she was kind of she was kind of like um, calm down. But then once he shoved her, she just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. And then um, I was like, fuck, man, these fucking people are assholes. All of a sudden, bro, I'm talking five, six, seven cats came out of nowhere on this pie and it looked like America came because it was like, it was, it was like a black dude, an Asian woman, a white dude, like everybody ran up and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, she, 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 and then the, the one dude shoved him just as hard as she, he shoved her and he almost fell right. and they just scared him off. And that was the end of the video. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to call this, this video a win for America. Yeah, because it's kind of it's kind of a perfect representation. Yes, there are small groups that are horrible to other people. However, the larger group is the ones that ain't taking that shit. Right. Like, fuck out of here with that. It's like um, it's so stupid. Like she was peacefully, you know, praying. Who cares? Yeah. You know, and then someone in the comments was like a hyper Christian or something. It's probably that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And he, and he or she goes, um. We only pray to one God here. And then someone comment, she's praying to the same God. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. You're so ignorant. Like, just don't speak unless you are intelligent. That should be a law. You have to, you know how you can't get on a roller coaster unless you're so high? Right. You, know, you can't, unless you can read this many, <laughs> fuck off. All right. As long as you could read quotes that don't come from the Bible, we'll, uh, <laughs> um, it's funny because uh oh, it it's funny because um I was watching this uh, TikTok dude and this guy was like he goes you know he goes Marvel's being slick with the Doctor Strange and the multiverse that was a whole allegory about us he goes the United States mm-hmm. he goes because you know everybody in that movie is trying to save America he goes and then you have you know, you have one who would probably be more conservative, who's, you know, believes in a, you know, um, believes in children that don't exist, you know, <laughs> and he started going into to that and then saying that um, and then how Dr. Strange was actually kind of the the liberal end. He goes, but even in the beginning, you know, they they know that the conservative wanted to take her soul so they could become more powerful. And then, you know, Dr. Strange is trying to save her. But in the end, starts to wants to absorb her power too. He goes, which is our two political parties. And he went through this whole allegory, a uh, whole analogy on it. And I was like, yeah, I could see where you get that. And then he just like at the end, he just looks and then taps his forehead, like, think about it. I was <laughs> like, and then I was, and he goes, not to mention that he goes, America was a person of color. And then yeah. I was like, and I go, yeah, that's the one that's going to set the right wingers off on there. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the most if America were a person and not whatever these fucking crazy right wing cats wanted to be, if America truly was a person, it'd just be a mixed person. It'd be a person that was like it would be that where you meet this hot chick at a bar and you go like, oh, you know, where are you from? What's your ethnicity? It's like, oh, I'm French, Norwegian, Filipino, (laughs) (laughs) fucking Chinese. Kenyan (laughs) and a bunch of other shit I can't remember. Like that's America, and that's the America I want to see. Exactly. Come on, come on, bro. If uh, we if we all mix up, we can't hate 
each other <laughs> forever, <laughs> you know? Right. And it, it's funny too, because like, you know, it's this whole, that's the same, the, like the people with that, the, the guy that, you know, was in the park and stuff like that. It's like, you know, they're the ones that think Jesus is white, that Jesus looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? Yeah. And it's like, going, nah, hate to tell you, he's not. Also, he was a Jew. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's like, there's a couple of things that you guys kind of don't like. <laughs> I saw this TikTok that this uh, chick is on there. It was a reaction video, and these guys, this, these guys are listed to this chick. And she goes, okay, I'm sorry. She goes, but this Star Wars prequel bullshit, she goes, we're supposed to believe that Queen Amidala, she goes, is supposed to fall in love with this little whiny, scrawny mm. Anakin. She goes, when Daddy Kenobi is sitting oh, right man. there. Listen. <laughs> and the guys all went nodding their head, pointing like, yeah. <laughs> Makes a hundred percent sense. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna go after Anakin when she could have Obi-Wan right there, you know. Every time he takes his pant off, hello there. <laughs> 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 oh this um everyone on twitter talking about that hunter biden laptop again are we still we're we still doing that i guess they found some new um someone hacked his icloud it's not his laptop his icloud and i'm like yeah didn't we already know he was a, he had problems with drugs and was doing debaucherous shit yeah like why does it keep getting brought up <laughs> <laughs> i don't know and uh, someone on, online, like, yeah, he, he looks like a pretty horrible human being. And someone on someone online was like, "Is he president?" I'm confused. Let me check the books. And I was like, "I mean, for real." Well, remember, remember before uh, Ivanka and the the, the and Don Jr. The kids shouldn't be brought into this. They're sacred. They can't. They can't be brought up on this. But Hunter Biden, though, you know? I'll be honest. Politics, especially lately, just makes me laugh. Oh God! At yeah. the sheer. If it's my team, it's okay. If it's your team, it's not. Like, I don't, like, fuck off. Like, this isn't a Red Sox Yankees games, guys. Like, seriously. <laughs> well, that would be more important. I call, to be uh, honest. In my, in my episode of the, um, the Gen Xer, I said, I go, both sides I call them are like overdramatic teenagers. I go, if you really look at it, both, both sides. Um, but, uh, what was it? Um, God, it, this whole thing with like, uh, with Hunter Biden, I'm like, yeah, so he's a piece of shit. So are Don's kids. Like, you know, everybody's kids are always kind of a piece of shit. But it's like when Epstein came out, like when they had this whole thing where every all the the, the right wingers were over there like going, Yeah, we're gonna get they they got Epstein, so now they're gonna they're gonna take down Clinton. How do you feel about that? And everybody's like, Cool. If he did it, then he should be brought down. But but it's Clinton and if he, if he's, yeah, if he's, if he's fucked underage girls, then, then he needs to be brought down too. But, but, the, but the, the, he's a Democrat. So, but, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> kind of when you agree with them. Because people, people miss the mark, man. They, they're so. They're so on my team, my team that they, yeah, that, that they forget it's like, about bro. what's, what's actually good and moral, you know, like. Shitty people. If we if we get rid of the shitty people as a whole, everyone will will win. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, people. I was I saw some of the pictures. Some of them were photoshopped. You could tell. But then some of them were just him with like hook like hookers. They say they're hookers. Just women with tattoos. I don't know if they're hookers <laughs> or not. Um, 
I see the chicks but, work in my office. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I mean, it is the Ukraine. I mean, you know, it's like, what do we expect? Oh, yeah. Isn't he somewhere else? Well, he was when that whole thing happened, he was supposed to work in the Ukraine. But it's oh, funny yeah. because like uh, people were over the saying, yeah, you know, so they're saying that Hunter Biden worked for this gas company in Ukraine and he has, you know, no experience or anything like that dealing with that. Um, but do you know that? Lauren Boebert's husband is a consultant to an oil company who makes, I think, something in the realm of like $500,000 a year as a consultant, but actually has no background in it, too. And they're like, but that's okay, right? But like, that's that's cool. Right? Like (laughs) the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of it all. It's it's um, it's ridiculous. I just came I came across on Twitter today and I was like, what's happening? And then um it's like this big gotcha moment for some people. And then everyone else is just like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> go on the one thing where they go, someone in the car, I was laughing because there people were saying he's not president. He doesn't, have, he doesn't work for the government at all. So he's just trash. So I don't know. <laughs> and someone says, yeah, but his dad of course defends him and tries to, and then the guy's like, if he didn't, he would look worse. Like, I would be more upset if he was like, fuck my son. Yeah. <laughs> of course he's not going to do that. You know? Yeah, you know, my son's not a piece publicly of shit. anyway. Right. My son's a piece of shit. So there you go. Like, I, I could see myself in that situation. Like, listen, my son's made some mistakes, but he's a good kid. All right. I'm going to talk with him. We're going to figure it out. Then when the cameras are off, you fucking piece of shit making us all look bad out here you're being a fucking asshole <laughs> you know yeah typical family dynamics 101 i don't know i didn't mean to bring it up something so heavy even right. though it's kind of whatever but um <laughs> it just popped into my head uh so um so this week this weekend i was um watching you know some more youtube reactions and um I got I fell down this rabbit hole because I was just really curious to how these people viewed Blazing Saddles. Mm. And a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, they watched like somehow they watched like they ended up watching like Young Frankenstein or Spaceballs was really the big intro for a lot of them. And their Patreon polls told people, you know, like, hey, you got to watch Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddles. And I was right. like, and I'm like, it's honestly why young people see old things. Yeah. Because it comes up in a trending thing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because a lot of these, a lot of these people, and they said in the comments too, that like they said that, you know, people were like, oh, if they saw these, you have to see these. And I would always think, because I love Blazing Saddles. Like Blazing Saddles is one of my all time favorite movies. It never stops being funny to me. And in fact, anticipation for the funny stuff makes it funnier to, yeah. to me. That and Airplane, Blues Brothers, movies like that. So I wanted to see these people who basically would be millennials and even some Gen Zers that were watching this. And I'm like, I got to see what their, their reactions are. So I started watching them. And you know what? I, I am pleasantly surprised. I have yet to see one person cringe at it. Like, the, like in, within the first few minutes, like you hear the N-word like a couple of times. Yeah. So you get people's reaction of like, oh, like, you know, because the movie came out in 1974. I was a year old when that movie came out. Well, to be honest, though, hearing the N-word is more common now. But not from white people. Because all the, care, all the people that use the N-word in the movie oh, yeah, are that's white right. people. That's right. I remember now. Yeah. Right. Are all white people. But people. I was about to say, because I, I, yeah, I 
mostly stay at home. I hear the N word about 700 times. Not one person <laughs> in this house says it. I just, anytime I turn my computer on or a radio. Right. And, and it's just like, I mean, you hear like, you know, the derogatory terms for like gays and, and, and Chinese and yeah. stuff like that. 70s, man. Everything was fair game in the 70s. But what was great was because it was, you know, and I always knew that it was Mel Brooks's attempt to show racism as being stupid. You know, as if you were racist, you were completely stupid. Because the only ones that actually knew what the fuck was going on was Cleavon Little, who was the black lead, and then when um, Gene Wilder came in. And, uh, you know, and it was one of those things where everybody laughed at the places that they should. Some of them were even like, oh, like, like going, oh my God, I've heard like the N word like five times. Somebody went like, oh, did Tarantino write this? You know, and then uh, then they see the credits and like, oh shit, Richard Pryor wrote some of these. Like, okay, this is like he gave it a pass, you know, and um, and so it was really cool to kind of see these people really get into it. They really became involved in it, and even when the movie went, kind of went off the rails in the third act and then kind of came back around, everybody was on board, and it was really kind of cool to see people. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of references that people didn't get, um, but yeah. it was but it was really cool to see these people laugh at it. Mostly, I mostly wanted to see how black people reacted to it, as well as um, as well as white millennials, because you always get that oh, the white millennials they get offended over everything. They were dying, like everybody was freaking dying in that whole thing. I think it's also disarming. For most people, because there's still weird people, but it's disarming because you know it's old. Right. So it, it kind of puts it into context. There's still people that love to watch something from like the 50s and get upset. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I always tell those people, this is this wasn't made for you. Right. <laughs> so I don't know why your opinion matters here. I don't. It, and it's, um, it's funny, too, because like, um, you know, people say that it goes, it's old. They go, wow, the movies were different back then. And it's like. Yeah, but a lot of people say like, oh, you couldn't make that now. And it's like, if you talk to Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks says, I almost didn't get it made back then. Yeah. He goes like, it was that offensive back then. And uh, so it, it's just, it's really, it was really kind of cool to see that. And then I felt, I, love, I just remembered the scene of Blazing Saddles where all the white women had. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Black people laughed the hardest at that one where they're like, going, hey boys. Yo, where are the white women at? And they would like die. <laughs> the audacity, bro. Because, well, the whole bit, like I've actually heard people say um, like, oh, it's not even funny. It's like the, the, the problem is, is we live in a culture now of sound bites yeah. and a comedy like that doesn't work. If you're just hearing one line from it, you have to see it. You have to the, get the whole context. He bro breezes into town. He knows no one's going to like him. Right. So, so he decides to break the tension by saying one of the most offensive things. <laughs> like, this will sure win him over. But what's, like, what's, no, bro. And only a couple of people caught Mel Brooks when Mel Brooks goes, when, um, when Harvey Corman shows like the new, the new, um, Sheriff of Rockwich. And he went, wow. And he's like, are you out of your mind? Can you see that the man is a nick? And then he turns and it's the black guy's like, hey, sorry, you're wrong person. And then when he pulls Harvey Corman, he goes, have you lost your mind? That man is a nit. And he still says it the exact same way. He doesn't say the word. And it's just, he still uses that. And it's like, there were only a couple of people that caught that and died because they were like, oh, shit. But one of the girls actually 
this one chick that I saw, she was, I never really thought of him that way. She goes, but Cleavon Little, the uh, Bart, the black sheriff in there, he's the, they go, he's a troll. They go, he's yeah. the troll in the movie. So, and I was like, oh yeah, I never really thought of him that way. Like he was a troll. Like he trolled everybody, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, where, you know, like people were just kind of like in the beginning, especially in the beginning, because you kind of don't know how to gauge the movie. And when they said, send over a couple of N words, you know, to do, and he's like, you and you. And then the Cleveland little goes, excuse me, but he asked for a couple of, uh huh, um, to, to expose a family secret. <laughs> My grandmother was Dutch. You know, it's that kind of thing. And everybody starts, <laughs> starts cracking up because I mean, the, the audacity of the jokes is what makes them so funny. Yeah. Because it's like, what? <laughs> like, you're just like, what the fuck? I think that movie, movies like that are crazy because they're funny now, but almost for a different reason. Yeah. Like back then, it wasn't the audacity of the joke that made it funny. They were just really good jokes and everyone was just having a laugh at each other because I think the 70s was the last decade where everybody just made fun of everybody. Right. Um. And nowadays, it's the audacity of the joke. Like, I can't believe they fucking said that. You're <laughs> <laughs> just fucking laughing. Well, That's yeah, because like, flicks, but like, like the 70s is the exact same time that like um, All in the Family came out. And who was the yeah. main character of that? A racist who was made to look stupid, which is the same way they did uh, Blazing Saddle was every, every racist person in that movie was made to look stupid. And everybody that was set to go against Bart Bart just won him over with his charm and with his appeal and really amazing dressing. Like the, the outfits that he had in that movie were just like, bro. And, you know, and, you know, and then like um, these two guys that were watching it, I saw them watching Spaceballs and they're like, they're like, bro, I wanted to see more movies with him, with those two. They were talking about Gene Wilder and Cleavon Little. Like, they go, yeah, I love their relationship. And it's like, I want more sequels with just those two. Like, it's like, that's the movies we should have also got after Blazing Saddles. But it, it was just kind of really funny to watch that. And then watching people watch like Airplane. And it's funny because like movies, the movie like that does have a lot of dated jokes. But there's so many jokes that you can kind of latch on to. And, you know, there was even some, there was even a scene I was watching it with. And I was watching one of the things, and I don't know if you remember the original airplane, but um, uh, Clarence, uh, over one of the pilots, goes over to the magazine rack and then pulls out a magazine that says Modern Sperm on it. And, <laughs> and all these weird titles that are on there, but I never realized it said like fiction magazines, nonfiction magazines, and then right next to it said whacking material. <laughs> and I, I looked and I went, and then she's like, oh, my God, that says Wacky Material. And I went, oh, shit, I've never noticed that. And I've seen this movie like a million times. And it <laughs> still was one of those that I was like, oh, fuck. I never even caught that all those times that I've watched it. Yeah, it's definitely I, – I don't – videos like that really show you that it's not all lost. I think – and something that I kind of noticed um, recently is like I've been on Twitter a lot lately just because I'm bored, you know, and and it's – there's certain there's certain <laughs> social medias that really make you start thinking that just everyone is trash. Yeah. You know, and it's and then you you turn that off and you realize that's not the case. Like it's there's just these very loud echo chambers online that if you fall into them, it's <laughs> right. deafening. Yeah. You know, and it's um like the whole 
you know, MAGA and alt right and stuff like that. I don't even hear about that in my day to day life. Hmm. It's just if I'm on social media, I hear about it as if they are banging on my door, you know, and it's like sometimes it's good to kind of just take a couple steps back, enjoy a movie or something. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) turn that dumb shit off. Oh, and somebody was watching. I end up catching another one of this chick that I watch. I've noticed a lot of the chicks that do these are from the Midwest. And uh, I was like, hmm, okay, random, but all right. Guess they have nothing else to do over in the Midwest. Um, but this chick saw Coming to America. And I was just like, going, oh, I love that movie. Fucking one of Eddie Murphy's greatest movies. And uh, And just like, it was funny, too, because she got, you know, a lot of these, I mean, obviously some of the nuanced humor that, and it's the pro, that's one of the things I noticed this problem with parodies is that sometimes the jokes lean into too much of the moment. That's why those movies, those like scary movies and those others, when I remember those ones that like parodied everything, like the superhero movies and all that stuff, don't last because there's nothing, they don't have any lasting, everything that they've done is only for that one little brief moment in time and then it's forgotten about and so is the movie. But then you get movies like Blazing Saddles and like Airplane, which has some of those, but you can kind of forgive them, you know, forget them because most of the other movie is relatable. Uh, the Naked Gun movies. Um, the beginning of the Naked, especially the beginning of the Naked Gun, I saw these couple of people watching it and it's supposed to be, Frank's supposed to bust up this meeting of all the world bad leaders from the 80s so you had like Gaddafi and you had um the the oh what was it, that guy the Ayatollah Khomeini and you know Idi Amin and all these big you know uh uh um oh god the guy that was the PLO leader was it um oh fuck well any of these characters that you can know visually but they were like big enemies of the United States and he beats all the shit out of yeah. all of them and then leaves and everybody's like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> and I'm like, going, yeah, that's the problem with some of those really tight. The funny thing was, is that in the original Naked Gun movie, the guy that played uh, Ayatollah Khomeini was a teacher at my school. He was a uh, part-time actor. And he said during the summer uh, one, he got called to do a movie and didn't say what movie it was until later when he says that I'm in the opening scene of The Naked Gun. And then when we saw him, we were like, oh, shit, that's him. That's <laughs> we're like, oh, fuck, he played a, he, it. Was, it was actually really cool that, um, that he was. at a, uh, But yeah, so it's just, just shit like that that you're kind of like, yeah, those jokes I can see like for someone my age, anything, anybody younger would not know half of these people. Maybe they know uh, Gorbachev, you know, like, you know, like the old Russian leader and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, nobody would know them. Um, but well, yeah. I the 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 juxtaposition is I hate like video like there's a series of videos online where he goes asking young people history questions and he finds the dumbest fucking club rats <laughs> right. he can find and asks them questions that make them look fucking dumb. Now there's two things wrong with that. One, there were stupid people in every generation. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't go asking all the Gen Z people that look like they're half dead in their fucking head <laughs> questions and expect anything new. And second, a lot of people freeze when you point a camera in their face and ask them a question. Yeah. You know, so there he was asking like 
he asked this one girl, how many states are there? And she went, whew. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I get it. It's kind of funny for what it is. But then a lot of people in the comments are like, this is how that generation is now. It's like, no, it's not. Like, there's stupid people in every – there's stupid Gen Z people. There's stupid millennials. Oh, God, like, yeah. trust me. I was there. There are stupid millennials. <laughs> It's oh yeah, fucking, it's weird, man. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like when you saw, used to see people do like a, what do you call it? Um, where Jay Leno used to do his jaywalking thing, and yeah. every time he found a teacher, he would ask them, you know, questions and stuff like that. And you know, people are like, "These are the people that are teaching our kids." And I'm like, "Well, one, we don't know exactly what they teach. It's just a teacher. Maybe they teach math." Maybe if you teach and English. also they're asking them on like a Friday night, they're hitting right. the bond, you know, come on, Yeah, dude. and it was just like, you know, you're asking them at Universal City Walk, you know, and it's just like going, I mean, you know, and what cracks me up is like, how many of you people would have known those questions, you know? For real. Like they, this one they asked, um, what did they ask? Who was the, who, who was the current president? And they said, like, George Washington. I said, get the fuck away from me. No one. Hmm. You found someone who needs to take their meds because that doesn't make – no one thinks George Washington is the current president. Now, also, did they eat – you know, sometimes they could overdub what the question was. That's true, too. You know, so, so. It, who knows the editing and stuff. But it's like – I don't know. Like, I thought it was funny when I first saw it. But then I read the comments. Like, Do you people really take everything this fucking seriously? Like you just saw five people in New York City, not even in the United States, just five people in New York City who were dumb. <laughs> right. So now that entire generation is dumb, oh, like yeah. so weird, man. <laughs> Let's uh, calm it down a little bit. I know. Um, and we lost. And speaking of movies, though, lost James Con this week. Um, yeah, I mean, he was older too, you know. Yeah, but he was actually, um, but like. To a lot of people, they said it was kind of a surprise because nobody knew. See, he did. He has one movie that hasn't come out yet. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny too because like uh, people were over there like going, "Yeah, from movies from like The Godfather to Elf," and I'm like, "Those are the only two movies you guys know." Like, you know, it's like, because <laughs> it's like, you know, when they, when you ask people, I mean, it's true. That's his biggest movie, his biggest movies, no. but you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, but there was also like thief and you know, there was a movie he did with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the nineties called, um, eraser, I think. And, um, he was of course the bad guy, mm -hmm. but you know, like James Caan was one of those guys that's like, it was funny too. Cause I remember watching a documentary, they were doing a anniversary thing for the Godfather and he was saying, he goes, yeah, he goes that. They wanted him to play Michael instead of Sonny. And um, they go, but um, what did they say? They said that Francis didn't want, wanted uh, Pacino to play Michael and um, Khan to play Sonny. So they tricked the studio into like, oh, he auditioned for Sonny, but he was, they ended up casting him for Michael. But um, he said that he goes, yeah, he goes that my role in The, the Godfather is so huge that people wanted to give me an honorary award for great Italian actor. And I told him, I, I can't accept that. And they're like, yeah, but it's an honor. He's like, yeah, but I'm not Italian. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm Jewish, you know? And I always loved him too. Cause he, he has that famous interview answer where, cause he was known for not 
liking stupid questions oh, like yeah. the silliness and someone asked at the end of an interview what's the dumbest question you've ever heard and he paused and then went this one and then <laughs> yeah. just walked away <laughs> <laughs> but we had um we had a couple of deaths uh this week um for the 90s kids out there um kazuki takahashi died the oh, yeah. um the artist behind Yu-Gi-Oh. And that was kind of a shock because he's only 60. He died in a snorkeling accident, um, which is, you know, tragic. And I saw a lot of people. Some of my friends were upset, you know, because Yu-Gi-Oh, if, if you're a 90s yeah. kid oh, yeah. and you weren't oh, Pokemon only, Yu-Gi-Oh was a pretty big deal. Um, <laughs> I watched the cartoon. This show was fire, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's the heart of the cards, bro. <laughs> um, who else was it? There was somebody else. I know. I got to. A really famous um so, oh do you remember I don't remember her name because her name's hard to pronounce. Do you remember um the girl a few years back where she put up the sign um that said uh roast me and then people came at her like hardcore? Mm. And, oh the dude that from the um from the Sopranos. Huh? Polly? Polly from the Sopranos died. That's the other guy. Oh, yeah, that is the other guy. Yeah. So uh, maybe you don't know who I'm talking about. But, no, it um, doesn't sound familiar. She was she was pretty attractive or whatever, but she was always super positive and, and like, making jokes, and she was pretty funny. And she killed herself. Oh, I guess shit. she had mental health issues, and um, so that was kind of crazy. Wow. She's not as big as the other people, though, but... Right. But... Um, there was someone else. There was, there was Polly. There was... The Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Was there someone else? There was Kane. I don't know. But, you know, rest in peace to everybody. Or rest in power, whatever people say now. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but the good the, the only good thing is I'm not as upset when it's when they're older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, okay, you know, everybody's gotta pass on. It just sucks when you hear like actor dead at twenty four. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, like, for James Conn, it was kind of a surprise. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, shit, you know. Then he was, like, 86, and I was like, damn, but I thought he was doing a movie. And, yeah, I think he still has a, a movie waiting, ready to come out soon. But it was, yeah. like, him with uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta worked up until he died, you know. Ray and, Liotta kind of smacked me in the face, to be honest. Yeah. I, did, I didn't expect that one to happen. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of... It's kind of weird with some of the ones that that we're losing now are just kind of like kind of coming out of nowhere. But, you know, shit happens and, you know, like snorkeling accidents, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I remember seeing the Yu-Gi-Oh when I was like, damn, I know I know some cats that are going to be really upset about that one. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to tell you. So I rewatched the Zack Snyder trilogy. Man yeah. of Steel uh bbs and the snyder version of justice league it's a whole lot of content yeah watched <laughs> particularly <laughs> particularly the the zach snyder uh justice league you were watching you were watching director's cuts of the other two movies weren't you well there's no director's cut of uh man of steel, man of steel no. but the uh, director's cut of uh, bbs which man of steel doesn't need a director i think man of steel is a great movie no i thought man of steel was perfect the way it was it didn't need yeah. a, a bigger cut um BVS actually makes more sense in that director's cut and it doesn't feel as long as it did in the regular cut because I remember watching that regular cut kind of looking at my watch a few times but then when I saw the director's cut I was like oh okay 
it was actually a little more of a smoother ride. The only one I can say that wasn't that way was Green Lantern's director's cut. I was like, this is still long. <laughs> I still don't care. I, I th- Green Lantern, like, so <laughs> I saw Green Lantern in the theater, okay? Green Lantern was funny and campy enough that I just had a good time. Like, I have the ability when something, like Howard the Duck, when something's <laughs> so dumb, I just turn my brain off and I enjoy it, you know? most people can't do that. Most people are like, that was fucking horrible. I got better things to do. Um, I did that with Green Lantern 2. It's a, tr- it's a fucking mess of a film. Very little of it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say one thing that saved that movie for me a little bit so I can I – I don't want to watch it again. But um, was Reynolds as Hal Jordan because he was perfect. Hal Jordan's kind of a whiny-ass fucking brat, especially in the beginning. Right. So it made more sense. And also his uh, soon-to-be wife in that film, his wife now, uh, <laughs> was fucking gorgeous, bro. So that worked for me. One of, so. one of the things that, was, that, was, that struck me as funny when I was watching those movies was um, how everybody's kind of turned on Amber Heard. And I was looking at I was watching her, and I'm like going, nah, is she the greatest actress? No, not by a long shot. But the bitch is hot. And I laugh. At, the bitch is hot. You know. Said the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but what cracked me up about the whole thing is that everybody told, oh, she's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we have all dated that crazy hot bitch from time to time. Some, t- some of us have actually ex- ex- has expertise in chicks like that. So I don't want to hear guys sitting there going, oh, she's, you know, she's crazy. Oh, she's fuck her, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we all dated hot, crazy chicks. Listen, I've, I've all, I've dated my fair share of tattooed face piercing girls. Okay. But I've never dated a woman who shit in my bed. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give that to her for, for winning on that. Um, it is funny to me. Um, I was interested in the court case when it first came out because because Steve Steve told me that it might go back to trial and I said I don't have the energy <laughs> to care. Um, I was interested at first not because of the two individuals that were in it, but just because it was a rare moment of is a guy going to get dragged through the mud again or is he going to get a little bit of shine? You know, one thing <laughs> I kind of dawned on me in the beginning is like this isn't a normal guy. This is Johnny Depp. Right. So it really doesn't matter if he wins anything. But right. I kind of fell off halfway through. I was kind of keeping track of it, thought it was interesting, and then it wasn't, and then I just moved on with my life. Um, but the amount of focus that people have on that trial is almost appalling. Like <laughs> all the streamers were watching it, of course, because it's content. They don't give a fuck. Um, but I'm like, no one knows what the hell's going on half of the time but they know that johnny Depp and her a trial it's like what the fuck dude oh but yeah, yeah if they go to trial again i don't care <laughs> yeah because uh because you know so like i was rewatching, that i was watching her in the in the snyder cut and just like looking at her going damn she is she's hot and i was like you know and i started to laugh because that's when that thought hit me it was like going you know everybody's like oh she's crazy she's insane she's psycho and it's like going we've all had even women, even women have dated the hot psycho chick where you're like, yeah. oh, she's fucking nuts, but God you know damn, what I she's good and bad or whatever. If you know? I was the judge, I would have been like, listen, <laughs> the payouts, you know, she's going to pay you out, but 
I want five million of her payout to go to charity and not to you. Now, the reason she, we're doing this is because the red flags were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and act like you're 100 percent the victim. You should have bailed on this a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. All right. You let it get this bad. <laughs> All right. And everyone and, sees the red flags. And the reason it's only five million is because you managed to convince everybody on the Internet that you were the victim in this situation. <laughs> like that that, that, you, that you were 100% oh just an easygoing normal guy that didn't, you know, that just happened to be a movie star and got stung up with the wrong chick. It's like well the cool the cool thing about the case, the one thing that I I did respect um Johnny Depp for for his tactic anyway um was I he he went into this case going I'm going to be 100% honest. <laughs> to the point of overshare. Right. You know, and you're like, Jesus, this motherfucker. And I knew a lot of this stuff because, you know, he grew up in the 90s where you hear about his background was troubled and stuff like that. Although back then, that's what you heard. Right. His background was troubled. You didn't have to hear every fucking juicy detail like you do now. And he just laid it all on the table. And then when she came on and complained about something, everyone was kind of like, yeah, he already told us. <laughs> But but she technically did the worst things. But then I was telling a buddy of mine because he was like, well, she's that's what the court the court's going to decide that she's horrible. I'm like that's not what's on trial here. What's on trial is that she defamed him publicly, which cost him work. That's the only thing. Yeah. That this court case is supposed to figure out. It's not the court case, and that's what I kept telling people. The court like, case wasn't to prove that Amanda Heard was a mean woman. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> the, the It was like it. the court case is not to prove, and that's what I was telling some people. This case is not about him being a good guy. It's not yeah. about saying, oh, Johnny Depp was an angel. He didn't mean for any of that. It's like, no, it's about he lost work, and it's not about, look, I'm an angel. I'm a saint. I didn't deserve what happened to me. It's like that's not what that's about. It's about I'm saying the shit's false. But, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, I, I, I lost my 18th Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which I should have probably moved on since after the fourth one, but I stayed on again. And they're saying, oh, that cost him some money. And they're, and people were saying, yeah, and it cost him the Harry Potter movies too. And it's like, no, it kind of didn't because they're like, you know, Warner Brothers got rid of him quick, you know, kicked him off that movie. And the reason they kicked him off that movie quickly is because the movie hadn't begun production yet. The movie yes, was a, the movie was about to get him, but they're like, okay, well, we can rewrite something and kick him off because they're comparing Johnny Depp being kicked off of Harry Potter to Ezra Miller and The Flash, and I was like, because The Flash is done, they're not going to reshoot a two hundred million dollar movie to replace the actor, and Johnny Depp hadn't even started filming yet. But in the in you're right across the board, but that also does prove his point that he would have gotten the job. If wasn't for Warner Brothers wanting to distance themselves from the negativity, however, but then I'm again, not, that was the public's fault too. Yeah, of course it was. Because but I'm not, believe the I'm women, not, believe the, the women, believe the women until they are women that you don't like. Then we don't the, believe. It's them. the public's fault, of course. It's everybody's fault. However, not mine. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't care either. His um his point why he went to court was a valid one, no yeah. matter whose fault it was. Yeah, because the the. The, the cornerstone of the problem is the prod that shit in his bed, you know? So I get it from that perspective, but what, but like I said, the thing I respected was he admitted to not being a perfect person. He didn't go on there like she did. 
because right. she was her whole defense was that she was an angel. Mm. That's why she lost because he he came on first and was <laughs> like, "I'm kind of a fuck up." Yeah, I'm, I'm not perfect. He, basically, what he but, did was he did Eminem's version. What he did, what Eminem did in Eight Mile. Yeah, say something about me. I've already yeah. said. Yeah, but but he he says I'm not perfect, but I never hit her. That's what she told. She said that yeah. he hit her, you know, or abused her. So then he should have had Bill know. Burr as a character witness about, you know, <laughs> like to say that you can't hit a woman. Like there's no Personally, reason like, to. In my opinion on Johnny Depp doesn't mean anything because I've never met him. It doesn't matter what I've seen on television. But if I were to make a character assessment of the man based on what I know from the court case, which is probably the most realistic way you'll see somebody other than because I'm not counting movies. Fuck, it's like <laughs> I've seen all the Pirates of the Caribbean. I know he's a good person. Pam. <laughs> he was he was even playing a fucking liar and a thief in that movie. You well, motherfuckers. Also, but, what people what people don't understand is that. Disney was also getting tired of Johnny Depp's shit because Johnny Depp was drunk consistently. Yeah. Postponing he had, production. He's, he he's ha- been fighting that fucking the bottle and all that stuff for a while. Yeah. And he was showing up late, which would cost the studio a lot of money. So at the end, they were just kind of like, is it worth having him on here now? And as the movies were making less and less was even more of a reason for them to boot him. Right. And, um, if I were to make, like I said, based on the court case, if I were to make a character assessment of the two of them, and then the only reason I'm saying this is because of the optics of the case for the general public, is that he he is um, a damaged individual, but he's not an evil person. He's just damaged. His shit that he needs to work out. But he's trying to be good. He's just fucked up. <laughs> she is kind of an asshole. No matter what, <laughs> whether she's sober or not, she's kind of a self-conceited asshole. So that's why she lost the case. Thank you. You know, I could have saved y'all weeks. You know? um, from my point of view, uh, and I don't need to know Amber Heard. I don't need to, you know, be in the same room with her. I don't. I don't need right, it. Right. From all my experiences and my perception of her, is categorically undeniable. <laughs> At this point, she's an awful person, a manipulative person, but I guarantee you she's a fucking psycho in bed. So you do you you do the balance. You figure out which is which is better, which is worse. You know, I'm you know, I'm not going to say for you, but, you know, I give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put plastic. I'll just put I'll just I'll just put plastic under the on on the mattress, you know, and and go from there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Johnny Depp basically decided the juice was not worth the squeeze. Okay. <laughs> no, I it's um for a, I, I for a time for a time that pussy was magic. That's just for a time it was. You're being incredibly vulgar today. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're being incredibly vulgar today. Um I uh, And you can send your emails to the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. No, send it to him. Don't bother me. Um today I'm the tame Okay. Um, I don't, I don't find her. I mean, this doesn't matter, but I don't really find her. She's just like a normal woman to me. I thought she was hot in, um, in Aquaman, but she doesn't look like herself in Aquaman. (laughs) She looks like fucking Mira. Um, but I don't know. But that's the, that's the thing with women like her. They're not themselves. 
<laughs> Which personality are we getting Exa- today? Exactly, guy? exactly. Yeah, believe me, I listen. <laughs> I, I was married my entire life. <laughs> um, and you definitely, I, I told, I told my kids, I go, listen. <laughs> I told my sons, I go, you can hang out with some of these crazy people, you know, and you can have a good time. Don't settle down with them. Yeah. Okay. I said, a great man once said, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Okay? <laughs> Don't <laughs> have your fun. Pick a good one when, exactly. when we're trying to buy a house or something. You know? Exactly. <laughs> if this person is not someone you would want to introduce to your family, red flag. Exactly. That's a red flag. If, you're, if your mom would hate this person, Nah, <laughs> don't, don't even bother. Oh shit! I just broke a rubber band in my hand. Ow. Uh, so lastly tonight, um, it looks like we're in our own multiverse of madness. Um, oh. and this comes from uh, I fucking love science. I'm just gonna read the article here. On Tuesday, the world's largest particle accelerator was turned on. Once again, after three years of upgrades and maintenance and immediately observed three exotic particles up for the first time, the Large Hadron Collider is now up and running and breaking records for the largest, uh, highest, I'm sorry, energy particle collisions ever performed. And it's all pretty exciting with the teams involved searching for more information about so-called God product particle, the Higgs bison and the signs of dark matter. But of course, some conspiracy theorists out there have concerns that the collider will open a gateway to hell or a parallel dimension from which there is no return. Someone fell asleep <laughs> playing Doom and had a nightmare. <laughs> somebody, somebody had the the nightmare that uh, uh, Bruce Wayne had in uh, in BVS, and then they saw the Flash going. Lois is the key. No, uh, someone watched Event Horizon, bro. Oh, that movie's twisted. <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> CERN has always been the subject of various conspiracy theories, from the creation of black holes to human sacrifices on the ground. Uh, it appears that this year's conspiracy theorists have been watching a little too much Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as the rumors will, uh, the rumors this year have all centered around the opening of a portal to another dimension. Ta ta ta. Da, da, da. Well, it's always funny because whatever the new conspiracy theory is matches what's in the movie theater. Yeah, like you can always tell what these people <laughs> are thinking. That's the same thing. Like I, uh, one of the one of these podcasts that I listen to um, talks about Alex Jones, and every time Alex Jones comes up with this whole theory, they're like, "Wait, that's that movie." And yeah. it's like always a movie. And they're like, he loves movies. Like he watches people, a lot of movies. These people didn't know what a multiverse was right. until Marvel showed everyone. <laughs> exactly. It's Marvel's fault, really. It really is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who has felt like a big shift is coming for a while now? One verified astrologer wrote on Twitter in the example. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Steve sent this to me, and and the first thing I said was, "What's a verified <laughs> astrologer? Like, what does that even fucking mean?" I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe this astrologer actually dabbles in astrology. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> he has a certificate from Harvard <laughs> to be an astrologer. No, it's a Phoenix from. from it's me. a it's a uh, a certificate from Phoenix. You know, the Phoenix yeah, University. <laughs> um, and uh, first of all, if you're an astro if you're an astrologer, to be real. And you don't know the fundamentals of astronomy, you fuck off. That's not how you get a, to be a verified <laughs> astrologer. Okay, they, maybe they got the blue check mark on Twitter. Who knows? Like, well, Mercury's in retrograde. How the fuck would you know? I don't even know where it is. 
go outside. Go outside and show me exactly where it you is in the sky. To Mercury right fucking now. <laughs> now on July 5th, we are quite literally going to be switching timelines when CERN is is going to turn on the machine thingy. It's opening a portal. <laughs> yeah. It's their their machine thingy. Is, the technical term for a verified astrologer. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's in all the science manuals, you know. Um, <laughs> it's opening a portal to go through. Also, the unknown is coming in. <gasps> Keep your positive positive vibes and energy up. That's all uh, you need. I've looked into this. Another added looked um, look for ten times more Mandela effects because back in 2012 they did a record voltage level that caused these Mandela effects. Whatever portal they're opening. They shouldn't. Yeah, I still don't know if it's the Goldstein or the Goldstein bears. <laughs> well, my thing is, is that if is we, it Gold? Is it Goldstein? No, it's, that's a that's a dude that I used to know his last name. Berenstein. Berenstein. That's the one. Berenstein. Well, one nice. of the things that I'm thinking of is that okay, we were already in a shitty universe, so if we slipped into a multiverse, <laughs> yeah. there's one even worse than what we had. It's you like, really have a chance of uh, moving up here. I know. You know. It's like, come on. We could have like moved into Utopia. No. Also, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. If we're talking about the multiverse, they, they don't even understand the multiverse. So if we're <laughs> talking about the multiverse and our, uni- our universe is going to shift into this parallel universe, that also means that universe is also going to shift. That yeah, but that's not we'll their problem. Co- <laughs> we'll be cosmically in a different place, but everything will be the same. Yeah. So – what? what? <laughs> like, why are we bothered? <laughs> I love how the entire the entirety of the human race is going to fit through the fucking collider. <laughs> right. Exactly. As- They're doing a lot of good work down there, and I kind of it kind of like if you really think about it, kind of irritates me a little bit that they they're they're making some great discoveries down there, and they just get shit on oh, yeah. by these fucking weirdos, dude. It's also Twitter. But that's always the way. You know? It's Twitter. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Who cares? Twitter's not a real place. <laughs> as funny as it is to imagine that you're going to to avoid being dragged into a parallel dimension created by the quote unquote machine thingy by vibing, <laughs> let's ta- let's take the conspiracy theory seriously for a short moment. Uh, being generous, you could guess that the alternate dimension theories are based on an idea that the LHC cloud, or could in theory detect evidence of extra dimensions we could um how could we test for extra dimensions one option would be to find evidence of particles that can exist only if an extra dimension is real cern explains on their website theories that suggest extra dimensions predict that in the same way as atoms have a low energy ground state and excited high energy states there would be heavier versions of standard particles in other dimensions. These right. heavier versions of particles called Kalu's Klein states. Kalu's, I know I'm butchering that word, but I, uh, Kalu's um, Klein states would have exactly the same properties as standard particles and so, be vis- and so be visible to our detectors with a greater mass. That's what you, yeah. hear, that's what you hear in, in Star Trek a lot when they go their quantum signatures. You know, they talk about people from, you know, other dimensions or whatever. If it's the only sci-fi geeks will understand what the fuck they're doing down there, to right. be honest. Like, that's why these people are so terrified, because they read the reports and they go, witchcraft? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Where's Harry yeah. Potter? I, I need one of them. I need one of them once. 
If CMS or Atlas were to find a Z or W-like particle, the Z and W um, bosons being carriers of uh, electroweak forces, with a mass 100 times larger, for instance, this might suggest the presence of extra dimensions. Such heavy particles can only be revealed at a high energies reached by the Large Hadron Collider. Other possibilities is that the, H, um, the Large Hadron Collider could produce extremely and temporary and incredibly miniature black holes. The appearance of these microscopic black holes could tell us about the existence of extra dimensions. However, they are not anything that will engulf the planet and would it collapse in on itself in about 10 minus 27 seconds. Uh, so, but yeah. But everyone remembers Spider-Man 2. Right. They freak out. You know? Well, I remember the whole, like, that whole thing in the beginning when they first did uh, the um, Hadron Collider. Like, they're going to create black holes and Earth's going to envelop itself. I'm like, yeah, but it's supposed to be really tiny black holes. <laughs> this is, and this is um, Hollywood's fault. Because they've made so many movies that are so wildly scientifically inaccurate that people just that's all their knowledge of science now. Right. It's like I've seen I've seen um the core. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> just stupid shit. Fuck what up. was it? Um what was it? Uh when John and I went to the um uh where did we go? It was a Oh, it was WonderCon. We went to WonderCon one year in Anaheim and um they had that earthquake movie with The Rock and uh, and um, the real hot chick, um, Dar- Daddario. Um, Alexandria Daddario. Yeah, and um, San Andreas. I don't remember San, much. San Andreas. I remember, I remember her swimming underwater, and that's you know <laughs> that's the one that I I have pl- queued up on repeat for when I need to relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got it in one of those digital picture frames. <laughs> <laughs> I, turned it, I turned it into a gif where you just see her consistently go around in underwater um, head in his hand just looking at, oh. <laughs> with my feet you know laying up laying on my stomach on the bed with my feet moving back and forth in the air. she has a um, youtube channel by the way yeah i, I, I did i follow her on instagram because it's you know i can watch her without talking yeah. um anyway uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> um but uh so um John was interested in watching this movie simply because it's an earthquake movie. He loves disa- he loved disaster movies. And um when I saw the trailer for that I was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to want to watch this." And we went to their version of a Hall H. And we were sitting up there and um they were talking to the director and the director's like, oh yeah, we went through, we went and talked to all the experts and try to be as scientifically accurate as possible. And at that same moment, my brother and I looked at each other and rolled our eyes like, yeah, okay. Like that's, that's uh, yeah, sure. That's going to be scientifically accurate. And I was, <laughs> it was just one of those. <laughs> and then you watch the movie and you're like, going, yeah, okay. How is it that you had such a large earthquake that literally broke down the handsome dam in Las Vegas and in Los Angeles where the rock is picking up his daughter nothing happens there's no like there there's no rattling there's no nothing there they find out about it on the news because they're in a different dimension you fucking <laughs> Well, pay attention. That's a problem. <laughs> and I was like, the Northridge earthquake happened here, and that was only a six point seven or something like that. And they felt that in Vegas. You know, it's they like felt that in 
Phoenix. Yeah. I've heard people tell me about it. Yeah, I, I heard people say that they felt it in um, down towards San Diego to Phoenix, Vegas, and San Francisco. Well, when there was oh, well, we felt the San Francisco massive, when we felt the San Francisco earthquake here. When they had when that. they had that massive um, earthquake in Mexico recently, mm-hmm. um, we felt it here. I felt it. <laughs> I was sitting in a room and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's it's that like real nothing moved, but it's that subtle like yeah. Huh? Yeah, and then I was I was on Twitter and I started noticing people in the Arizona fucking thread going, "I'll just feel that." <laughs> like, and then we found out there's a massive earthquake in Mexico. It's funny because when there's certain words that you leave a little unnecessary pause, so it kind of sounds funny when you're like, "Yeah, I looked at him, looked up in the era, in the Arizona," and I was like, "What are you talking about? The Twitter, <laughs> you know, like that?" You're like, "Thread," and it's like, wow. "Oh, okay." Motherfucker can't take a breath, bro. I'm saying this bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I, I I studied in the school of William Shatner. You understand me? I'm <laughs> dramatically pausing, okay? <laughs> yeah, because I remember when they had, well, a couple years ago, they had that big earthquake out way in the desert. And it was like a 7.2 or something like that. It was out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it was a couple years ago around the 4th of July weekend. And I remember my brother and I are chilling on the, uh, we just finished dinner and we're chilling on the couch watching TV. And um, all of a sudden, I I, you can always feel an earthquake because it feels like the bottom kind of drops for a second. Yeah. And then things start to kind of shake a little bit. And then immediately, like anybody that lives out in LA, first thing you do is you look outside. Is there a truck passing by? Nope. And that's always the time, at least here, that no car is going by the house. And then you feel things start to shake and you're like, oh shit. Like you wait and you're like, is it getting stronger? It's getting, no. Okay. Okay. It's lightening up. Okay. And we had like two of those kind of earthquakes in a week here and um yeah it's always weird when it's when it's one of those and um and uh i remember when i lived in la and and the first earthquake i've ever felt first and last actually where things on the shelf shook Mm. and the people i'm with who grew up in la were calm as a cube i'm like i gotta get the (laughs) fuck out of here i was like what the fuck and then diving out the window and shit (laughs) after it was done i was like the first thing out of my my wife was like everyone all right and i'm like why do we live here This is the stupidest thing we've ever done. I was like, I've lived through blizzards and fucking hurricanes and all kinds of shit. Nothing scared me more than that five seconds of my shit show. I'm like, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> like, you're fucked. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. <laughs> it is it is funny when you live here for and when you experience an earthquake. Because like... um. You get used to anything. Oh, yeah, you, you know? do. I mean, but the thing is, is like we always say like like the most realistic version of an earthquake is Independence Day. And uh, if you watch like of a Californian in, in an earthquake is in Independence Day, there's the part where the, the, the room starts to shake. And then we're having an earthquake. And it's like, it's not even a five. And then they just kind of go back to sleep. That's kind of here. Like if for me, it's like I wake up, feel a little bit shaky. And it starts to die. I'm like, oh, and then you just go back to sleep. But if you wake up and you feel it and then you f- you always feel like that rolling and you wait a couple of seconds because then if you hear, feel that large jolt, then you're just kind of like, OK, all right, we need to get my shoes on in case shit starts falling down. It's like that's the only way you get out of bed. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is kind of crazy when you deal with that. But, you know, that also tectonic plates, if we wanted to go conspiracy route, we could even say that tectonic activity is when Earth actually shifts into another verse. That's right. You know. Well, I remember when we worked at um, NQ, and there was—I forget who it was. It was a younger cat, 
and we were talking about earthquakes and this and I was like, fuck all that. Like I was legit. We I was an not ashamed one. to say I, I ain't about it. I remember and there was an earthquake when I was at NQ. I don't think there was. We were just talking about it. No, no, no. There and was. There was one there. I remember we had to evacuate. You might. You might not have been working that day then. I wasn't. No. But uh, but yeah, I remember we felt an earthquake and it was Josh. That was probably the day I panicked in my house because <laughs> <laughs> I remember Josh and I were sitting at our old stations next to the window, and all of a sudden we felt something. We looked around like, are we having an earthquake? And then all of a sudden the glass started to really vibrate and we're like oh shit we pulled away from that and then it stopped and then every and then the, the manager was like you get everybody out of the building for for a little bit we'll see if anything else happens and like bobby and i are the only ones just strolling around making sure everybody's out of the section that we just go walking down the stairs <laughs> like yeah it's not even a four we're like what are we worried about but um he you know what he said to me he goes well california can be kind of rough you know where you're from it's it's pretty calm nothing really happens i go yeah Motherfucker, I, I've seen windows blow in from these blizzards. You feel like God himself is coming for you. <laughs> like you've pissed him off. <laughs> like earthquakes are terrifying. I'm not saying they're not. But the one thing about um, earthquakes that I, I like, if I have to pick, <laughs> is that they happen. They just like it's earthquake now. You know, it's but the fucking like a blizzard is this like, oh, it's it's getting kind of breezy out. And then, like, hours later, you're like, oh, it's getting really breezy out. And a few hours later, my windows just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. It's like this slow, like, you might die today, but you don't know when. Well, it's like, it's like everybody always says, like, you know, like, yeah, well, we don't have a season. Like, there's no earthquake season. And I go, and I was like, yeah. You know, like, John goes, oh, I would, I would hate to live in, like, the Midwest because they have tornado season. And, I, and he goes, and hurricane season. I go, yeah, but a hurricane doesn't always, a hurricane and a tornado doesn't always hit the same place every year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like. The fault lines aren't moving that fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like they don't have it in the same place every year. So you could have a tornado hit in your town and not have them for a little bit. That's about the same ratio as having an earthquake. We have, we have one here. We might not have one for a while. When we were moving back to Arizona from L.A., I pulled up the fault line map. And I'm like, let me see where not to go. (laughs) (laughs) Arizona's fine. (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Shook me to my core. And I'm not ashamed to say it either. Like, that shook me to my motherfucking core. (laughs) But but that's that's the thing. That's what makes California more expensive is the fault lines because it's market value. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, it's like you're sitting. In, so I'm sitting in a room, right? Minding my business. I think I was on the computer. And then everything starts shaking, just slight. It was just like a slight tremble, but enough to make some noise. Right. And it's all of a sudden you're acutely aware that you're on the second floor, <laughs> that the apartment building that you're on is not in the best of shape <laughs> you're by a window <laughs> like you're just you're, everything you're also sitting on a thing that's a ha- that that is above the parking garage there's <laughs> there's nothing under you and all, and all this clicks in the second and you go i'm going to die this is where i'm going to die <laughs> that's the that's the funny thing is like that's your theory your thought is always this is where i'm going to die and for me it would be like yeah, that figures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. And then I think the only thing I said while the earth, because it happened for like 10 seconds. I was like, I think we're supposed to get out of door frames or some shit. How do you fucking deal with this? And everyone's just looking at me like, 
you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that. First of all, I told him afterwards, I'm like, you're being too calm because it could have got worse. <laughs> At least get outside or something. Like, you guys are all sitting there continuing to watch TV like a bunch of jackasses. No, because the way California, the way we've been raised is you wait a few seconds. Does it get, nah, does missed. it, does it get harder because if it gets harder then you kind of start to Bro, move i was out of my office chair like the cop showed up <laughs> like i jumped up so fast tell me why i didn't grab my psp i don't want to be bored on these streets <laughs> i had a psp sitting on the desk i, I got that shit as soon as i got Thanks for tuning in. We have no ads, so we can be editorially independent. And we can only do that with your support. So if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on that donate button. If you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your friends. Rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Never trust somebody who says, trust me. And you can check out all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, The Away Team, which is our Star Trek-centric podcast. We recap each episode of Trek in Canonical Order with a bit of a twist. And you can find it pretty much wherever you found this one. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking, so you don't have to.